What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, it's early Friday, May 5th, 2017. Uh, This is early Friday. I mean, it was close to getting it done on Thursday, but um, you guys should be getting this uh, very early on Friday. Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. Uh, speaking of Cinco de Mayo, big fight tomorrow night. I'm going to try to see if I can watch it. Alvar- um, Canelo Alvarez versus uh, Chavez Jr. And, uh, you know, UFC is taking over. I get it, but this should be a really good fight. And uh, when boxing is at its best, it's awesome. So I think that's going on tomorrow. But I have a great show for you guys today. We'll talk some more sports. Uh, the unbelievable young Yankees um, and Aaron Judge putting on an absolute show. Uh, Yankees looks like they're building an early, uh, you know, young. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they look like they're putting something together here. Talk about that. Also saw a movie. I'll talk about that. Um, my unacceptable. Your guys unacceptable. Uh, go through the whole through the whole stuff. A lot of stuff going on. So um, sit back and relax for an, a a full packed. Hopefully, excellent 305 of the Verzi Effect uh, podcast show. Uh, and by the way, I want to thank everybody, all the subscribers who listened to the Patreon, which came out this week. The Patreon um, was me and Rich Voss. That's right, everybody. The legendary Rich Voss doing comedy, I believe, 33 years. And first white guy ever to do Def Comedy Jam. I mean, you name it, he's done it. He's wrote for the Oscar Awards for... Chris Rock, uh, he's wrote for Chris Rock movies, he's just, um, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, like we talked about on the, on the podcast, he put his, he put, he left his mark in the business, and, um, you guys can check that out, for a minimum of three dollars a month, you can check out stuff like that, I got more people coming up, but I did do one with Legendary Rich Voss, we did it in the Lexus, outside of the stand, and it was awesome, and he even roasted, uh, me and the show a little bit, which is amazing, uh, you, you can't hang out with Rich Voss and be friends with Rich Voss and, and, and have him not fuck with you. So that was fun too. So check that out. Uh, go subscribe to Patreon and, uh, and check that, that out. There's going to be more like that coming up very shortly. Uh, first, before I get into the, um, show, let's shout out the sponsor, shall we? Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog. Check out citylivingdog.com. City Living Dog Services with Coach Mike out there in New England. Some people have reached out to him. He will help your dog if you have questions. Uh, check out his Facebook page. Check out his Instagram. Check out his Twitter. Check out everything, all the social media from Coach Mike and City Living Dog. Uh, watch his YouTube clips of what he does with these dogs that really, really need help. Dogs that you'd be like, fuck that. Get that thing away from me and my family. And he actually works it out because he just gets it. I believe he's going on 18 years of doing this. So check him out at citylivingdog.com and all of his social media. Also, all things comedy, guys. All things comedy is taking it to another level. They're getting video content now. They're shooting shows. They have a studio. They're trying to do like this funnier die thing. They have a they have a their production company now. Um, amazing podcast. The best comedy podcasts out there are on all things comedy. You can also also check out uh, their uh, label, All Things Records, where my album was on there. And uh, they're just doing great things. So please check out All Things Comedy. Follow them um, on their website at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at All Things 
Comedy. Speaking of sponsors, um, talking to some other sponsors. Hopefully, that they'll be sponsoring the show coming up shortly here. So that's always nice. If you have a business, a small business, if you have a website, you want your product plugged, uh, the Verzi Effect will be happy to do that. Talk to me. Email me at unacceptables for TVE. We can talk about that. And um, you know, I, if if it's a product that makes sense and and you know it works for everybody, let's uh, let's do it. Let's do it. We have uh, worldwide listenership. Is that? I don't know if that's the right word. Listenership. But uh, we got people all over the place. So hit me up if you are interested in, um, you know, uh, being a sponsor of the show. Now, uh, and of course, Patreon, guys. Patreon has been great. If you want to uh, get a subscription to Patreon uh, and you can listen to more episodes, uh, you could get pictures, you could get this. Guys, I'm very sorry. If the video thing continues to not work, um, I will be, I, I will just get you off of that level and get you onto a lower level and figure something out. We're trying. I don't know. I have one other guy that I'm going to talk to about it. I just don't know why the video through the app is not working on Patreon. I just don't know. I put a video up, I do these quick little unacceptables on the phone, the video, and it's just having a hard time going through, um, so I'm, I'm working on that, And uh, and but you are going to get the extra content with the podcast. Also, big announcements coming up, guys. It's in the works right now of talking about the, the date for the new special and where. Uh, it'll be at a bigger, better venue, and um, it's amazing. Some some big people involved, some big producers, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm just going out there working the uh, working the hour. But you'll get announcements on that soon. So uh, I know a lot of people were excited about it. I know a lot of people uh, had tickets and they were ready for it. But trust me, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna happen the right way and the way that it should. And I also want to thank everybody who reached out to me privately. Many many of you reached out with messages, um, emails, uh, tweets. You know, people that do know me personally, texting and, and all this stuff, reaching out saying that, like, you know, they know that I did the right thing. And, you know, some people found out exactly what happened and understood what I did. Uh, just so you people want uh, that don't understand what happened, um, I, like, again, I can't get into all the business stuff of it. Uh, unfortunately, you know, you see the ugly side of this business and some things that are done and obviously things that are done for, for, for money. And, you know, you get that. That's just how it is. And, uh, Sometimes uh, it's not, you know, the way that you would do it or the way that you would expect it to be done. That's just not real life. But I can assure everybody that reached out, everybody that said, oh, it sounds like you did the right thing. Um, there is no doubt 100% I did what I had to do. I did what I had to do for me, my family, and my career 1,000%. If I can go back, I would have. there's absolutely zero regrets. There is no way I could have gone on with the deal. And, uh, I believe that that's why it came about a week earlier because I don't think, um, people thought that I would walk from it, but you know what? It's either going to be the right deal for me and my family, or I'm not going to do it period. So as much as I appreciate you being concerned and and I I appreciate the support, I could assure you that the right thing was done and, uh, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better and it's coming soon. So don't worry about that. That's, uh, that's going to happen. Um, but I did, I did want to personally thank you guys now. Here's what I want to get into, okay? Because I'm a little I'm a little hot about this. Actually, you know, let me let me stick with the nice stuff first. I'm going to stick with the nice stuff first, then I'm going to get a little riled up. All right? I don't know if you guys saw me on NFL Network yesterday in the morning. I was a little extra riled up, and we had a really good time. And thank you for the feedback with that. The feedback was great with the with the with the segment yesterday, but I was a little riled up. I'm a little riled up now about something that I'm going to get into, but before I go nuts, 
I want to get the nice stuff out of the way. If you hear squeaking in the background, it's because my dog is chewing on this rabbit that squeaks. Do you hear that? Yeah, he's he's got this he's got this green rabbit, and it's like rough material on the outside for dogs. And he just it's his favorite toy, Lloyd. He loves this green rabbit, and he squeezes it, and it makes the noise. I guess it's like a simulates that the, he's killing the thing, uh, because he's half a wolf, and that's what he pretty much wants to do. Uh, but yeah, that's what people don't realize what they're dealing with is those squeaky toys that you think are so cute. The reason why, and you could read it, the reason why animals like them is because it simulates when they bite into it that they're killing and making something squeal out. It's like last breaths and putting it in pain. And it makes the animal that you have that you think is so fluffy and cute, it makes them happy. Yeah, you have an absolute killer in your fucking house. That's what it is with animals. Be like, oh my God, look at his squishy little bird. No, he wished he was squishing the bird to death. And that, that would he, that's what he would be wanting to do. You know, it's not some little kid's thing to distract him with noise. It's it's to simulate killing. So if you hear that in the background, but I'd much rather that than him barking. Um, I we had our daughter, uh, we had our daughter Sophia's uh, fifth birthday party the other day, and there were fourteen little kids running around, and uh, you know, hectic but just great. You know, the weather held up. It was really windy, but it held up. No rain, and um, it was just a fun day. You know, uh. What, what was crazy and nerve-wracking was we have this big, spacious backyard where Lloyd, now we have like a big runner for him, and he could run back and forth, and it's not like a 25-foot runner. It's like a lot more. So he gets like this huge portion to just run around, which he needs, and the more that he does it, yeah, I know, buddy, he's, put, he's giving me the toy now. Um, the more that he does it, he just comes in calmer and stuff, and he's a wild animal. You know, this thing is like half of a wolf or whatever, he's a primitive dog from an island, and he just needs, he needs it, so, um, I told the little kids at the party, I'm like, look, don't go near the dog, because he likes to run, he's not gonna bite you, he's not malicious, he's a, he, the dog is not, I mean, you could put a baby down, he's not gonna bite the baby, he gets it, but he just plays rough, and he plays as if you're a dog, okay, and the dog is getting better, He's getting older. He's getting better. He knows his boundaries. He still tries to push them, but he's a lot of work. Like I said, he's a primitive dog. So, and I didn't know what that meant until I, I learned about him. So, these little kids are like right up to where like the runner stops. So, Lloyd's got all of this land in the backyard to run, and the kids are like right on the edge. And I'm like, guys, don't go in his space. And the kids have such a, there was, it's, I mean, you know, there's enough land in there for them to play in the jungle gym and for them to run around and have a great time without going all the way down by where the, where the dog was. But of course, you know, little kids, they like to step to the boundary and they're like standing there. Now my dog is out there and imagine you're a playful young dog and you see, you know, 14 little kids, all these adults, people eating. Lord knows he's smelling everything that's out there. He's smelling pizza. He's smelling, you know, um, cookies and cupcakes and candy and all this shit, you know, and dogs have this insane smell. And he's just sitting there and he's probably like, what's going on? Let's see. So he comes up to the limit and the kids go up to his limit. So of course there were a couple kids that just started running up to him and then just running his territory. Long story short, a couple of little girls just like ran and Lloyd's like ran into his, into his space, into where he was running around. And Lloyd looked at it like, oh, it's playtime. And these kids are like just like up to his head or a little higher than him. So he starts running and then he jumps and he's got nails and these little girls just start, you know, getting tossed around. And you feel bad. 
And you're not going to get mad at the kids and go, oh, I told you not to go there. I mean, they don't know. They're little kids. They're having fun. But my wife is like, what's the dog doing? And I'm going, I don't know. Being a fucking dog, like he's just, he's running. He's playing. That's what he's doing. He's not, you know, like you can't, he wants to play. Like he wants to run and he wants to play. And he figures, wow, I'm sitting here alone while everyone's having a party. And now people are running up to me. I'm going to play. So he knocked a couple of girls down. And uh, obviously they get up and they're a little crying and stuff. Didn't bite, didn't do anything. And everybody got it and stuff. But it was just, that was a little nerve wracking with the party. But the point of what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to plug nicely here is one of my son's classmates, um, mother, Jackie, made the um, villain theme, the Disney villain. That's what my daughter wanted. My daughter is gangster, dude. My daughter is, does not fuck around and play. She doesn't want anything to do with princesses. She likes the villains. She wants the villains of Disney. And that's what her theme was. And uh, Jackie uh, made these... Jackie made these um, cupcakes, with the villain cupcakes, which were phenomenal. And I wanted just to shout it out because it was like my wife was taking pictures. They were beautiful. The top of the cupcakes had like the villains, either crown or horns or whatever. And it just went with the theme and the colors of the party. So I want to shout out Jackie's Sweet Tooth. Check out Jackie's Sweet Tooth. And, uh, oh, and this was funny. So this week, we had uh, people come and remove some trees from our yard. Now, the one tree, uh, the one tree which I loved was the birch tree. For you people that don't know, the birch tree is like white, and it's got like black stripes on it. It's like a white tiger. I love a birch tree. Okay, you guys know what a birch tree is. But I had this big, beautiful one, but it was dead. So there was nothing growing on it, but it was just still in the ground, big. Probably like a 48, 50-year-old tree or whatever it was. My wife's like, let's just get rid of it. Let's just get rid of it. So the guys come, and uh, uh, they were they're, uh, Amber. What is it? Uh, is it Amber? I'm sorry. Let me make sure I got this right. I want to make sure that I plugged the right company. These guys were great. And they were like, just on time and ready. Yeah, Amber Tree Care. So my wife got my wife goes, the tree guys are coming. The tree guys are coming. They're going to be here at 8.30. Now I'm laying in bed like, fuck. You know, I'm just tired. You know, I'm just laying in bed. I'm just sitting there in my boxer briefs, just relaxing, comfortable. You know, uh, kids were, kids were, no, going to school. So my wife was taking my daughter to school. My son... My wife was awesome this morning, the, the morning that this happened. She got my son on the bus because I worked until like three or two. Like I was working, running around. And uh, she took the t- took my daughter to daycare, got my son on the bus. And she goes, listen, just at 830, the, the tree people are here. 813, the guy's knocking on the door. Super, super nice guy. And Lloyd, really? I mean... All right, Lloyd. So anyway, he's just staring at this rabbit that he thinks he's killing. So guy knocks on the door, 813, just raring to go. Nice guy, beard. He goes, hey, man, I recognize you. He recognized me from a comic, from being a comic. It was hilarious. And um, he was just super, super nice, super into trees. He's like, yeah, you know, this over here is dying out. He's showing me everything. And it was, it was great, though. He really was. He was great. He did a great job. And he just said something that made me laugh afterwards. We were in the backyard and, uh, you know, my dog ran up to him and Lloyd was like kind of not, you know, just like being like, just being like an over happy, jumpy dog. 
But I'm like, Lloyd, Lloyd, you know, don't. He's like, no, no, he's fine. I'm like, no, nah, you know, sometimes it could be mouthy. He goes, no, 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 the dog's fine. I got a dog too. So, I mean, these guys cleaned up the yard after they're cutting down these trees. I mean, when you looked at what they were doing, everything was a mess. And then like 45 minutes later, it was like immaculate. They they used a blower. They cleaned everything up. They got the tree out. They chopped the tree. I mean, it was really amazing the work that these guys did. Um, so I go in the backyard to pay them. And I'm walking back there, and you know he's down down there by the apple tree, and I'm I'm going to pay him. And he walks up, and he just said something so funny, and I know he's probably right and has a point, but just the way he said it, and like my mind, the way like it'll go to to obviously to humor or just to laughing at shit. He goes up, and he goes, yeah, you know, I want to tell you something. He goes, uh, you know, I got a friend in Alaska. Who had a dog that, you know, used to come up and bite, but he fixed it. You know, every time the dog bite, you know, you know, would bite, he'd bite him back, you know. And I was, I was just like, what? He's, yeah, you know, you bite the dog back. What you do is you bite the dog's ear, you know. You don't want to bite it too hard, but just until they squeal, you bite the dog's ear. So every time the dog kind of bites you or hurts you, you then bite its ear and hurt him a little bit. Let him gnaw, and eventually he'll stop. And I'm just thinking of Lloyd. And I'm just, I don't know what it was, but I'm like laughing. So I'm thinking about like how funny it would be if like you had company over, everybody's dressed nice and the fucking dog's jumping and you just drop to your knees and grab his ear and bite it and make it squeal. Then you just get back up and wipe your mouth and you're like, yeah, can I get you guys a cocktail? You guys want anything? And just go down biting this fucking dog. And I'm thinking of this and I'm like almost crying laughing, thinking about just watching somebody do it. And it might work, but... The guy was so overly nice. He had great advice about everything. Uh, probably even the dog thing. If he saw his friend do it, it was just making me laugh. But long story short, amazing Amber Tree Care, amazing people, amazing job. Very like very reasonable prices. They get it done. They care. They know trees. They know everything. So check them out for sure. They were awesome. So Jackie's Sweet Tooth and Amber Tree Care. All right, and uh, they're they're amazing, and you got to check those out. Now, let me get a little heated up and fired up here. Thinking about biting a dog's ear. Speak as I said that he just brought brought over his his rabbit. You know what dogs are? They're just big kids that want to play and run around. That's all they want to do. They're like this thing is a little child, and he just wants to play. Guys, I got really upset yesterday. This is my unacceptable. Okay, really upset. To the point where I had to leave. My son's second grade baseball practice. Okay? And look, I know this is going to get back. I don't give a fuck. This will get back to, to somebody, a parent. Somebody's going to find out who I'm talking about. I don't give a fuck. Alright? I don't know the guy. I don't really care. Alright? I just don't. The bottom line is this. Okay, and and I I will stand by this. And if I got confronted, I would go, yeah, I stand by exactly what I said. All right. I go, uh, yesterday was my, you know, my wife was like, uh, are you working tonight? I said, no, I'm not working tonight. I was going to go try to get on stage somewhere. But you know what? I'm just going to cool out, get some rest, maybe do some writing, just relax. No driving. I had to go down to New York City super early yesterday to uh, CBS to do the NFL Network thing. And I was up early. I was really, really tired. And she was like, Lucas has baseball practice from 6 to 7. Can you go get Sophia? 
Can you take him to the can you take him to the practice? I'll meet you at the field. I said, fine. I get to the field, okay? The kids needed something to eat, of course, beforehand or a snack. I get them that. I get to the field. And like right as I get there, and there's a couple of coaches. So, you know, whatever. There's a couple of coaches. And uh Yeah, so a couple of coaches and kids are walking up and like we're on time right before six o'clock. And one of the coaches is like, come on, you guys keep having a catch over here. You guys come here, put your stuff down and get out there. And I'm just like, all right, you know, it's a little much, but whatever. You know, by by the way, this is still at the level where this is the last year. Second grade is the last year where the coaches pitch the ball to you. Okay. So you're out in the field. The other team gets up. The coaches pitch the ball, you know, and until everybody gets a chance to hit and everything like that. Now, you know, it's regular hard ball and the positions and all that stuff. It's just a coach's pitch, and I get it's a learning thing. But these are second graders, mind you. This is uh, seven- and eight-year-old kids, okay? And the coach is in go mode already. So I'm just kind of like watching, and me and my daughter and my wife walk around and sit on the bleachers. And he's going, all right, you two, you two have a catch here. Guys, guys, 15 feet apart. Why are you so, your arms aren't strong. I'm not even joking. I'm not even exaggerating here. I'm not even exaggerating. This is the shit that I heard. I'm not, everything I'm saying is real right now, okay? And I still was fine with it. I get it. Kids could be dicks and kids aren't paying attention, especially in baseball. So I get it. So I'm just watching right now. Everything I'm saying, I'm not saying that this part is unacceptable, but it, it just leads up. So he's gone. Come on, guys, 15, come on. Your arms aren't strong enough. Let's go, move. You two, move on the other side of them and go, come on, listen, right? So then a couple of kids are by first base and they're kicking up dirt. They're kicking up dirt. They're kicking up dirt. Guys, stop kicking up the dirt. Seriously, stop kicking. Come on, let's pay attention here. So now I get it. I'm like, all right, this guy's getting, this guy's getting, uh, you know, this guy's getting annoyed with the kids. The kids keep doing it. He goes, guys, please, can you just please stop doing it? Seriously, this is serious. Lloyd, not now. Not now. All right, I'm in the middle of telling something I'm getting heated. The last thing I need is you fucking barking. You understand? No. No. I, li- oh, really? You're going to give me that? You're going to give me the head tilt in the ground? Now you're going to tilt the head. Go get your rabbit. Go get your rabbit. So, uh, wow, he just listened. Uh, so the guy's going... All right, what happens now? Now we're going to learn about force outs, okay? We're going to learn about, guys, this is important. Pay attention. Now I'm starting to get, now Now there's somebody else there. There's another mother there going, he's like yelling at them. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Now my son, I'm just watching my son, you know, nothing with my son yet. And he goes, now, if the first baseman's not there, how do you get him out? How, how do you get him out? So the only thing that he said with my son, which I didn't know how to take, my son just goes, Oh, well, you you know, you go to another base, and he just kind of tilts his head and goes, what? And he goes, how do you get, and he kind of ignored it. I'm like, dude, if this guy goes after my son and starts saying something, I'm going to have to say, dude, you got to chill out here. You got to chill out here, okay? First of all, baseball's not even my son's favorite. He's probably not even going to play it next year, okay? He's going to play some other shit. Yeah, he's going to probably play soccer, basketball, and flag football, all right? So this guy's going, guys, come on, this is really important. It's really important, okay? And now I'm just like, is this guy fucking losing his mind? Is this guy? And I'm just standing there watching this. He goes, when he gets the ball, now everybody freeze. Now you run to first. Freeze, freeze. And he's just doing this whole shit. I'm just watching this. I'm going, dude, this is practice. This is, this is practice for second graders and third graders. You know, this is, this is, um, 
Hold on a second. And, and it's just driving me nuts. It's just driving me nuts. And I'm standing there. And my daughter had a little friend whose brother is on the team. So, um, yeah, and the wife and, and my wife were talking. And the little girls are playing. And I'm just standing there. And I'm watching my son. And he's just he's just going like... And I saw the guy, and I've seen the guy at like sports. I've seen the guy at school at some functions. And he seems like a nice guy. But he's just, I don't know what it is. And I also noticed it in their first game when he's throwing and, and he was pitching. I just noticed that the guy was just a little bit extra than he needed to be for first and second graders. He just was. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He just was. He was a little much for the age. And I remember thinking that. So then I'm like, I'm wondering, I actually even said, and this is how I know that I'm right. I made a point in my head to ask my son, who's your coach? Is it the guy that was pitching last game? He goes, yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me just see how he is at practice. And he was a fucking lunatic. And I know my wife probably doesn't want me saying this shit. And I know, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. All right. You calm the fuck down. And you're going to definitely talk to my son with respect because I don't talk to my kid like that. You're not going to talk to my kid like that. Period. Fucking Period. Yelling and shit. Now listen, if my son, I'm all about coaches coaching my son. I'm all about like if my son's doing something, hey, pay attention, pay attention. But as far as raising your voice and screaming and making kids afraid to play, because there were a couple kids that if I was there, I wouldn't even play. I wouldn't even go back. Like guys, do this. This is really important. Okay, I'm serious. It's like it's not important, dude. It's not important. All right. It's not important. People are getting their heads chopped off in this world. Okay, it's not important. Some fucking, you know, more than comfortable, more than financially comfortable fucking, you know, kid playing baseball in a fucking great school district. It's not important, all right? Absolutely unacceptable. I was yelling, so finally I had to leave. I'm just watching this guy yelling. It's do it like this is important. This is really serious, okay? Pay attention. I mean, you would have thought that these kids were like had like a. You would have thought these kids had like a state championship for college coming up. Like, seriously, like that. So finally, I just told my wife, I go, look, I'm going to go take care of dinner. Because it ended at 7. I go, look, I'm going to go take care of dinner. I can't deal with that. And even the wife of the, the other, even the mother of the other kid was just like, just looked at me and smiled and laughed. And I just had to walk away. Because I thought it was really unacceptable. I thought it was like that, that cliche thing from a movie where like a father taking Little League too seriously. It's like, what did, what did you not play? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, uh, you know, I don't care that I'm saying this. You know, calm the fuck down and relax. And if somebody says, oh, were you talking? Did you really? Yes, I do. I, I did say that on my podcast, and I mean it. Calm, the, calm down. It's silly. And to be honest, this will really make me agree with my son not playing baseball next year because he doesn't need this. He doesn't need this. Guy played football. His coach was amazing. His coach was amazing. Playing football. Playing football. Teaching him. Because he understands the ages. and goes, no, 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 do it this way. Or do it that way. And if somebody really got out of line, the coach would say, hey, if you don't want to play, sit out of play. Was did it right. He was like, this is really important. Oh, this is serious. This is serious. You guys are seven years old. This is a huge, huge deal in your life. This is big. I need everybody to... So it, it was just... That's my unacceptable... It, it, it infuriated me. To say the least, it infuriated me. That's how, that's how ridiculous it was to where I just had to walk away. And I had to walk away for a couple reasons. Because if my son got yelled at, it would not have been good for anybody there. Then I would have looked like, the, then I would have looked like I would have stooped to that level and been the crazy father 
I just didn't want to be a part of it, so I just walked away. My son seems to like the guy. It's fine. This is nothing personal. It's just I thought it was a little much. I thought it was a little unacceptable. All right, let's go to your guys' unacceptable. Sox fans with racial slang from Greg. Here we go. Paul, I'm sure you probably already heard about this animal dropping the N-bomb to Adam Jones of the Orioles during the Sox game. Plain and simple, just no need for that. Not only is it just a horrible thing to shout out at somebody, but people are there with their kids trying to watch a ball game and have a good time and watch uh, America's pastime. Lock this animal in a cage with their Bud Lights and their Cracker Jacks for eternity. Good luck with the new special. Look forward to whenever it comes out. Well, thank you so much, Greg. And here's what I'll say. Um... Those fans should be banned because my wife and myself told our son and our daughter, look, if the N-word ever comes out of your mouth, it's going to be a very, very, very big problem. If you don't treat everybody with respect, I don't care how they look. I don't care what they say. As long as people, listen, even if somebody disrespects you, you don't insult them. Now, if somebody touches you, you obviously defend yourself and you touch them back. But you obviously have to, you know, see what happens first. And you never, ever go at somebody. You never judge somebody on how they look. You never judge somebody if they're different. You never do any of that. Okay, so that word, along with other words, are forbidden for my children to say. Um, So at a baseball park, I think uh, you do a couple things, you know. Why don't you, you know, you're spending fucking $20 on a beer. Why don't you up security and have every section have a guy standing there? So then this way, he could say, guys, who was the one saying that? They point to the person and the person gets banned. And that's it. Get them out. And you know what? People in sections will be a lot less, you know. uh, What are you doing? Shit. I got to see if this fucking dog... Son of a bitch. Okay, I thought he was getting into something. Um, yeah, you know, have, you know, up the security. Seriously. You know, you want to charge Yankee Stadium? You want to charge, what, uh, $22 for two beers? You want to charge $22 for two beers? You want to charge $5.50 for a hot dog? You want to charge whatever you're charging to sit down low and all those prices? Then you know what you do? And I'm sure the prices are very similar everywhere. I mean, maybe a little more in New York and other parks, but I don't know. But you want to charge those things at Fenway Park? Then this is what you do. Every section, every single section should have. Have a guy there. Have a security guy there. I'm not even saying. You don't have to give somebody big money. You don't have to have a cop there. Just have stadium security, somebody monitoring every section, And if there are words like that, you just ask, what happened? And you know what? People will behave better. You're not going to stop serving beer. I know they got to make their money with beer. And and somebody made a good point. I was listening to uh, Mad Dog on Mad Dog TV on Sirius. And he said, look, people are going to drink in a parking lot. So you're going to get hammered in the parking lot. You're going to get in there. Even if you're not drinking anymore, people are going to bring flasks. You know, people are going to have booze on them somehow, some way. You know, you're going to get the people that sneak in smoking weed. You're going to get people that are getting drunk and high anyway. I don't think that's the, that's the case. The case is, what you do is you just up security. Spend a little bit of money, you know. You got you got a place that's making, what, 60,000 people are spending tons of money on food and concessions and tickets and everything else. Have them be safer, you know. 
How many sections are there? Pay 25 more people. Employ 25 other people to sit there. And if somebody hears the N-word, if somebody hears something, you say, hey, who did it, guys? Tell me right now. Tell me right now or all of you are going to get banned. Tell me right now or some of you are in jeopardy of losing your tickets. And people will say, yeah, it was this asshole right here saying the N-word in front of my seven-year-old. Get him out. Get him out. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's it. People like, I don't know the answer. There's no answer. Yes, there is an answer. I don't want my I don't want my kid here. You fat motherfucker. Yeah, I'd laugh if my kid wasn't there. But you have to have tact. You know, I look around when I'm at a ballpark. You know, especially now. Now that I'm older, I'm in my 30s. I have kids. I look around. If I was ever hammered and gonna, first of all, anytime I was ever at a ball game, and I was hammered drunk, the most I would do was start a chant. You know, when Posada was on there, you'd say, hip, hip, whore, hey, everybody jumping. You know, fun shit, dumb shit. I'm not going to sit there and just say, yeah, you know. Listen, there were definitely some funny things that happened. I remember when Jason Giambi, before he came to the Yankees, when he was on the when he was on Oakland, when he was on the A's, he was at first base, and somebody on the Yankees swung the bat, and the bat flew out of their hands and went to... <laughs> And went to the went to the first base, and it was in front of Giambi. And one dude was just like, "It's not a hot dog, you fat fu-, or whatever he said." And it was funny, and everybody laughed. If my kid heard something like that, I would laugh. But as far as like the N word and screaming the you know the F word and all that stuff, you gotta it is it's unacceptable. I agree with you, Greg. I think um, and the fact that it's you know seems to be always Boston. I don't know. I mean. I'm sure it happens other places, so I don't want to just put that on Boston. But I think with more security and people paying attention and stuff and people understanding that, you know, uh, it's not up to, it really is not up to the other fans to speak up. But I'm saying that if there's somebody in this section and it's known that that word was said, I think you're going to be able to isolate the one or two people that might have said it and just get them out. That's all I'm saying. I agree with you. Thank you for the unacceptable. Uh, next one, unacceptable from Jason. So Paul, I know, uh, we, you have, okay. So I think you, all right, here we go. I think you messed up and added a word, but here, so Paul, I know you have talked about the people who walk around blasting music out of their headphones, speakers in public, but it has reached a new level. There is now a trend of people putting loud Bluetooth speakers in their book bags and blasting their shitty music for everybody to hear. I don't mean like on the street or something. Uh, it, I don't mean like on the street or something. It would be kind of acceptable. These ass hats are walking around stores and even through the hallways of my high school while classes are in session. Apparently these assholes don't know headphones exist. Lock these fucks in a soundproof <laughs> cage and blast annoying ass music in their ears 24-7. Love the show. Keep it up. I've listened faithfully for the last year and a half. Thank you, Jason, so much. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And all that is is an attention thing. That's all that is. Anybody who has a speaker in their book bag and is blasting it aloud for all to hear is 1,000% trying to get attention, look cool, listen to the music I'm listening to. I have a speaker in my bag. I'm the shit. They just, they're not getting what they need from their parents or people that are supposed to love them, period. Period. You know, I remember back in the day, I'd walk around with the album I was listening to just to look at it and people would like, and I knew like, oh, people like, oh, what album is that? And deep down inside, I'm like, why am I walking around holding this album while I'm reading? Am I really reading about it while I'm listening to it? No. 
No, it was for it was it was because I I remember I was young. I was like in ninth grade or with a tenth, and I remember being like, "This album is so cool and dope, and I'm holding it, and maybe people will see." And I realized that, and it's like, ugh. Yeah, all that is is that, and it is unacceptable. You're right. You know, the kid needs a hug. Um, here we go. This is from. <laughs> what is this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is from Saren. He said, found this funny. Not an unacceptable, just found it funny. <laughs> found it in with uh, Smith's stationery store in the UK. So he sent me a picture. This guy sent me a picture. There's a stationery store in the UK that just has a Die Hard, the Fishering coloring book of Die Hard. And it's like a picture of Bruce, a cartoon version of Bruce Willis running with the strap around his shoulder, bare feet and stuff like that. It's a coloring book. That's great though. Like that, that is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Here we go. This is from Vincent. This is a Tinder unacceptables. Hey Paul, first time writer. Uh, Burst sent me here and I'm digging it. Good. I'm glad. I'm going back through all the old podcasts now. I'm 26 and just got out of a relationship and moving to Pittsburgh from Sarasota in a few months and started using Tinder to meet women before I split. My unacceptable is more of a rapid fire of unacceptables based on the hellhole that is Tinder. Feel free to only read as much as you want. No, I'll read it. I'll read it. It doesn't seem that long. Um, First of all, Pittsburgh's cool, man. Pittsburgh's cool. I'm going to tell you what. Go to that. Speaking of baseball parks. PNC Field was the nicest baseball field I've ever been to. Uh, I went a few years ago when I was out in Pittsburgh, and it was like, you see the bridges in the background past the outfield. Um, You know, the hedges are all like perfectly. It just looked like a museum. It looked like you shouldn't play baseball, and it was actually beautiful. It really was nice. Um, Pittsburgh has an amazing little Italy, good places to eat. Good pe- I liked it. Pittsburgh is my favorite part of Pennsylvania for sure, so good luck with that with that move. All right, here you go. Uh, when these chicks use a hookup app, then tell you they want a real relationship or worse, just friends. Really? Are you going to mention swiping right during our vows? Uh, when they're obviously trying to deceive you with pictures. Look, if you were all Brad Pitt and Angelina, <laughs> if, if we were all Brad Pitt and Angelina, we probably wouldn't be using the fuck app. But why does it look as though... Uh, I go through your pictures. You swallowed the girl in the first picture. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Vincent. Uh, well, they just want to text you about their bad day. I'm not, lo- <laughs> I'm, not looking to, I'm not looking to be your Tinder therapist, nor do I, nor do I want to hear about the kid uh, you had at 20, nor do I want to look at pictures of your cat. Uh, my biggest, when they damn well know they have no interest in actually meeting up and just use the app to get compliments and attention. Just go out to a bar, get a free drink from suckers like me, and walk back to your friends and ignore me the rest of the night. Uh, at least that shit is to be expected. Oh my God, I got fucking tears in my eyes because you're nailing this. I uh, hope it wasn't too long, but I'm sure any of your listeners who use Tinder will understand these. So that's pretty interesting. I want to talk about this. So here's here's what he's pointing out here. And thank you, Vincent, for the submission. I think it's hilarious. Um, I just never, 
I got to be honest, man. It's the same reason why I love blockbuster video and video stores as opposed to all this easy shit. I love the hunt. I love the hunt. Nothing was better. Nothing was better than finding the girl you wanted, going out there and getting it. I told my wife four years before I met her. I mean, four years before I met her. Four years before I dated her. I said, I'm going to marry you one day. I think she might have even been in a relationship or if I was in a relationship. I don't know. One of us or both of us. I said, I'm going to marry And it's like, you go out there and get it. It's like now. But I mean, there is something cool with technology where if you're just like, let's see what's out there. And then you see something you really like and you're like, wow, this girl just wants to hook up. It's pretty cool. But so here's a problem. And I've never like, like the crazy thing for me is I've been in a relationship now, I guess going on married 10 years, probably dating for four. So I've been out of the market. I've been off the fucking, off the single streets for like 14 years. And uh, so none of this like applies to me, but it's pretty interesting. So they either say they just want to hook up, but want a relationship is what you're saying. They deceive you with pictures. They don't look like that. That one I pretty much knew. The other ones I found interesting though. Um, When they just want to text about their bad day and kind of be like, kind of just use you to vent when you don't really care. And then the biggest one is, um, you know, they just actually want to meet up. Uh, They want to meet up for just attention, compliments, drinks and all that stuff. And they really don't have any, any interest. It's just kind of like, you know, something to do. Yeah, that's, especially when you're using Tinder, you don't need that. Like, you know. Cause you would think you got to be a whore, like you, like you, you probably go to Tinder for the whores, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But like, if I was a woman and I was a whore, I'd go to Tinder just to, you know, have sex. You know, just to, you know, I wouldn't. You don't go. I feel like you don't go to Tinder to like fucking meet somebody to snuggle with at night. I, I would imagine, you know, that if you want to do that, you go to like Match.com or like whatever it is. I don't know what they are. OkCupid or whatever it is. Um, Lloyd, what is the problem, Lloyd? Where's your rabbit? Go get your rabbit. Go get your rabbit. Go squeeze the rabbit. Oh, this fucking dog. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so thank you for the submission. I, uh, yeah, it's like if you want to be hugged, if you want attention, if you want all those things, go to the, you know, it's just brutal, man. If there's something about dating sites and stuff like that that I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, everybody should be happy and be able to meet somebody, but I just, this idea of like, having it that easy when it comes to that, it just doesn't seem like, I feel like the pleasure in meeting somebody is like, not the chase or the game, but just to, to be like, wow, I'm interested in you and you're interested in me. And we kind of figured it out chemically, you know what I mean? Like through chemistry instead of like, ah, I looked at your picture and you're into fucking, you know, you're into video games. Me too. Let's go out and meet. You know, I just, I don't know. I know I sound like I'm getting older, but I don't know. There's just something, I don't know, whatever. Who knows? I'd probably be a lunatic on these sites if I was single. Okay. Let's see. Oh, here we go. I think we're going to get a, a, a conclusion. The conclusion, everybody. Matt Lim. You guys remember that they were, they were, he was trying to figure out who was shitting on the floor. And they narrowed it down to six people and there were two parts. Well, I have the conclusion right now. Here we go. Office Assassin Part 3, The Conclusion. Here we go. Hey, Paul. It's been two months since I gave you an update on the ongoing investigation into the bathroom terrorist at my job. In case you forgot, a fellow co-worker 
slash detective was able to determine that the perp was not one of our co-workers, but somebody from a different company that was floor hopping in the building. No doubt this was to hide the shame of being exposed by his own co-workers for releasing what can only be described as Ebola of the ass. <laughs> anyway, we uh, were hot on his trail, like CDC <laughs> virologists on the cusp of finding the cure uh, to an epidemic. We knew what his shoes, at least one pair, looked like. We knew his schedule between 2 and 3 p.m., and we certainly knew the smell to ensure 100% positive ID. The tough part now was catching him in the act. My three co-workers and I doing our best to, <laughs> to loiter around the reception area between 2 and 3, taking turns watching for any unknown visitors going straight to the men's room. Since we all have jobs to perform other than catching an ass villain, there were obviously sizable gaps in our surveillance. Uh, here's where it gets strange. Right when we started our, ta our tag team surveillance efforts, the trail went completely cold. Remember, this guy would destroy our bathroom almost daily. Every now and then, he... What the fuck, Lloyd? I'm in the middle of a story, dick. Okay, you can eat that. Okay, sorry about that. All right. Um, right when he started texting... Okay, okay. Remember, this guy would destroy our bathroom almost daily. Every now and then, he'd skip a day, but the smell would return the very next day. Two full weeks went by without any trace of this guy's chemical, <laughs> chemical poo vapor. I'd walk into the men's room at 3 p.m. and become angered by the scent of lemon-scented air freshener. How the fuck did this guy know? I mean, he had to know we were on to him, right? How else would he time it so perfectly as to stop coming to our floor just when we set up a plan to catch his ass? No pun intended. This is a declaration of war. Uh, I came up with a couple of possibilities. One, He's a loyal TVE listener and got tipped off to our investigation, so he changed his routine. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, two, he possesses some form of ESP in his colon that acts like Spidey Sense and warns him of danger. Three, one of my co-workers made their surveillance too obvious and spooked him. Whatever the reason, his ass was nowhere in sight or smell. Wow, man, you are really, you are good. You are really good, Matt. Like you, I'm not even kidding. Like I would hire you as a, because I think all those possibilities, I think the number one possibility, I don't think he listens to TVE. Um, maybe that's me being modest. I don't know. I've had people f talk about it in a bathroom in Chicago once where a guy called a guy unacceptable in a bath in a Buffalo Wild Wings bathroom in Chicago and the other guy goes, yeah, I listen to TVE too, which was amazing. I don't think that's going to happen twice. I think it's number... And we're not done. There's a lot more here, folks. Don't worry. Um, I think... That it is, uh, which one here? Uh, do, 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 where did you? I think it's number th three. The coworkers were too high on. All right, anyway. Uh, 
after those two weeks where the smell disappeared, my three coworkers agreed to abandon the mission. When I suggested that we go floor to floor in search of the smell, I was told that I'm obsessed and should be happy um, it's somebody else's problem. Paul, we are <laughs> Paul, are we going to stop hunting criminals just because they stopped coming out of their of our house? Is that the attitude that got bin Laden? Fuck that. This is so great. I set out to find this animal, and that's exactly what I was going to do. I went floor to floor for a few days, always after three, just to find <laughs> where he was going. After a week, I struck gold. And by gold, I mean I found the familiar scent of pain and suffering that could only be this man's lower intestines. He's on the fifth floor. I've never... <laughs> I love this. I've never been so happy to smell something so disgusting. I told my coworkers what I had discovered. One went down to the fifth floor just to confirm my findings and agreed it was the same unmistakable <laughs> fog of death. Oh my God. I devised a plan where I'd pick a random time between two and three to go down to the fifth floor men's room for a quick scan for what smell and shoes, uh, hoping to get happy for uh, smell and shoes, hope, hoping to get lucky, not happy, lucky three full weeks had gone by with, uh, my daily visits. And finally, finally, there was that familiar, terrifying smell. And yes, he was wearing dark, uh, dark brown cat toe shoes, uh, but they looked more like boots. I washed my hands, breathing through my mouth, and walked out of the restroom waiting for him to come out. My heart was pounding, my mind racing with what I should finally, with what I should finally say to him. How would I begin the conversation? Excuse me, you don't know me, but I've been stalking your disgusting butt odor for months. I mean, what the fuck? I just wasn't prepared for this. Even after all this time, nothing that I really wanted to say sounded right or sane for that matter. What if this guy were 6'4", 280, MMA fighter? Uh, did I really want this guy to get in my get my face? Did I really want to get my face bashed in uh, for making a super rude comment to a stranger? I then heard the faint sound of the toilet flushing. This was it. I was about to come face to face. <laughs> I was about to come face to face with Kaiser Soze himself. Oh, this is... Dude, I'm getting anxious. I'm getting anxious with this shit. I'm getting anxious. And I'm not going to let my computer battery die here during this. So make sure I plug it in and we're good. Okay, we're good. Oh, this is great. The door opens and in slow motion, a fucking UPS driver walks out. He's holding one of those scanning devices and uh, pushing buttons, making loud beeping noises. He lifts his head for a brief second and makes eye contact and says, how you doing? Then grabs the push cart full of packages next to the elevator and starts wheeling it down the hall. Paul, I was frozen, unable to say anything I had prepared. I just quietly muttered, hey. I just pushed the elevator button and went back to my floor, back to work. As I told my coworkers what I discovered, they all had similar reactions. Wow. And hmm, didn't see that coming. Now, the only question we had left was, why did he stop pooping on our floor and chose the fifth instead? 
We collectively decided it didn't matter. Finally satisfied with knowing who it was. Thanks for the extra laughs on Patreon. I only support two artists there, and you're one of them. The other guy's been slipping lately, so you might end up getting uh, his contribution as well. Uh, keep up the good work, Maddie. Wow. So are you so you so that's why it took you weeks. That's why it took you weeks. First of all, thank you so much for that saga. Because that was a that was a mini series. That was like an audio mini series that we got here. Which is awesome. Uh so great. And I think, yeah, that's why weeks went by. Weeks went by because it was a UPS guy. And he was probably like, look, I've been blowing up this floor. Let's go up to the next floor. But at least you found the culprit. And uh, I really got to commend your commitment. And thank you for adding to the show uh, with that story. Uh, That's a great way to end the Unacceptables this week. So thank you guys so much. Uh, If you would like to submit an Unacceptable for TVE, please submit them to unacceptables4tve at gmail.com. That's unacceptables4tve at gmail.com. And uh, also, you can submit a quick unacceptable to my Twitter uh, account. And uh, that's at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I, of course. Um, All right, guys, I saw a movie. I saw a movie that was kind of recommended and people said to see. I saw, and it was on, it was not in the theaters. It was on DVD, new release, and it was M. Night Shyamalan Split. That's Lloyd freaking out because I stopped petting him. Um, and you guys must think like, this guy's doing a podcast with like a beast. It's like in Goonies when they had that guy locked up. It's just like Lloyd sitting here. It's just, it's hilarious. I know, buddy. What do you want? What do you want? You're becoming a, a staple to the podcast, fucking dog. I saw Split, and it was good. But it wasn't like some people like, oh, Split, really good, this and that. Listen, it wasn't, I was waiting for, you know, here's the problem. I was, everybody's talking about this big reveal, this big reveal. There was no reveal. What was the reveal? Okay, the guy lived. I mean, spoiler alert, by the way. You know, listen, uh, James McAvoy, guy was awesome. Guy was awesome. He, he played a guy with like 23 or 24 um, personalities. And, uh, you know, the last one, the, the 24th one, which they didn't think was real, his therapist didn't think was real, was what they called a beast. And it was like an animal. And the reason why he took it is because it ended up that like where he lived and where he was keeping people was at the zoo. And he worked at the zoo. And he became, took a personality on of, of a, an animal that can crawl on a wall. Like, you know, he was, you know, the, all the, the bad one. Because he was like, one of them was a nine-year-old boy. One of them was like a gay dude. One of them was a, you know, like a kind of a very serious guy. Like he had all these different personalities and they kept talking about the beast is coming and the beast and, and one of the personalities was really into watching young girls dancing and he kidnaps these three girls and he brings them downstairs, I mean, into a basement type thing and, and he's like, you know, comes in as different personalities and they're all looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on until they realize and he said that there's a personality that wants to come out and kill you and eat you and all this stuff and it was the beast and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the movie, there's a, you know, the, I mean, look, if the reveal was Bruce Willis being in there saying, you know, Mr. Glass and making it a connection to Unbreakable, that's not, that wasn't what I, I wanted to be blown away by it. So look, great acting, kept you suspensed the whole way. I get it, but not, just wasn't, it wasn't great, man. 
And I gotta say it, I love M. Night Shyamalan movies because I'm into them the whole way, but the ending is just never, other than The Sixth Sense, I thought Unbreakable was good. You know, but it's just not, it's not enough. I want to be blown away. And these are just like whatever. Oh, actually, the one, The Devil, was good, where they were all in the elevator, and I didn't see The Visit. You know what's weird is, I don't love the ending of this guy's movies, yet I'm totally in it the whole way. So, you want to say solid movie, fine. You want to say like, this, but it wasn't. To say it was great is crazy. It wasn't great. It's not a great movie. Split is a good movie. Listen, you know how you know a good movie? When everybody is talking about it and it's it's just something that blew you away. Like, Get Out was crazy good. Get Out was a crazy good movie. You know, if you want to find, if nerds listen and you want to talk about superhero movies, Dark Knight with Heath Ledger was crazy. The performance was crazy. The story was good. It was great. It was great. You know? And everybody tried to act like the Batman with Bane was good. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It came and went quick. It wasn't good. It was not as nowhere near as good as Dark Knight. Nowhere near as good. So, what I'll say for Split is, you know, and I remember after the opening scene when he sprayed the girls, I was like, oh shit, I'm in. I'm in. This is it. Let's go. Good movie. Good acting. Good movie. Not great. The reveal at the end, eh, whatever. We'll see what happens. I mean, you knew a lot of things, some things were predictable. So whatever. Uh, I would say watch it on, you know, now you can't see it in theaters anyway, so it's fine to watch on DVD or order it on demand. That's fine. Other than that, it's not going to get the Verzi effect. You got to see it. It's kind of crazy. I can't give it that. So there you go. I think I've been spot on with my movies. A couple of you guys didn't didn't like, you know. You know what's funny is this comedian, um, this comedian, dude Foley, this comedian from Philadelphia, Ah, uh, excuse me. Uh, hold on. Yeah, this comedian from Philadelphia goes, yeah, I saw a Hands of Stone version, and he's shaking his head like, good call. And I go, what'd you think? You liked it? He goes, no, I didn't like it. He goes, it was all over the place, and <laughs> he didn't like it. I think I'm right. I thought Hands of Stone was great, by the way. I really did. Split, whatever. Uh, as far as sports, what could I say? I actually, because of this kid, Aaron Judge, who's hit like 13 home runs in 26 games, and he's having the greatest start to a season since A-Rod and Babe Ruth, which is nuts. Imagine that company. This guy's hitting like almost half the amount of games at home run. It's just unbelievable. And I'm in the car driving to a gig the other night, or driving down to the city the other night, and I was going to do a Patreon podcast and, and try to get on stage and, you know, work some material, whatever. And I'm like, let me just listen to the Yankee game for an inning. And the Yankee game comes on, and a guy gets on base. Like, oh, now Aaron Judge is going to get up to the plate. Hit another two homers yesterday. And they're like, man, this guy, first of all, I think he's the biggest position player other than a pitcher ever. Like, he's the only position player that's like 6'7 or 6'8 that is like uh, 280. Like, the guy looks like a football player. He's insane. He's a right fielder for the Yankees. And he's just crushing the ball. Even balls that don't look like they're going out, he just slaps out of the ballpark because he's so strong. So I'm like, oh, let's hear this guy because I keep seeing this. And I'm literally listening to, to John Sterling and Susan Waldman, the people that do the radio for the Yankees. And they're going, the only thing that's the only problem with Aaron Judge, the only problem is, and like he could throw, he's just, I'm like, are they really going to hate on this guy doing it? He goes, the only problem is now everybody expects a home run. And I swear to God, I'm listening. And the next pitch, you just hear a crack of the bat. 
And I go, it is high, it is far, it is gone. And I'm just going, holy shit, he did it again. So um, I don't know if you guys care about the Yankees, if you're into it, but what's happening now with the New York Yankees is we unloaded the team, we're bringing up all this young talent, and they have this new... They, they have this new core of guys. Aaron Judge, Greg Bird, this kid Sanchez who just came back up from a rehab, uh, you know, to get better. They're just killing it right now. I think we have like the second best record in baseball. And I haven't been in baseball in years, but it's nice to see this, take my son to a game. But this guy is doing something that really has not been done. So it's kind of intriguing when they start talking about Babe Ruth and, I mean, Alex Rodriguez. Um which are huge names as far as like baseball greats, it, it's pretty cool that he's on the Yankees. So, um, and the NBA, what have the Warriors lost yet? I don't think so. Did the Warriors lose yesterday? I don't think so. I'll check right now. Cause I don't want to be wrong, but, uh, I'm pretty sure that they still have not lost. And I'm telling you, it is the WWE. Oh, it's a good game. You're going to see a lot of good games. You're going to see a lot of good games. But uh, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be the Cavaliers and the Warriors again. And I believe that if the Warriors... Oh, yeah, the Warriors... Yep, the Warriors went up 2-0. So they've won six straight playoff games and have not lost yet. It's going to be the Warriors, Cavs, and the and the Warriors are going to win the finals. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. So uh, that's it for sports. I saw a movie... Um, everybody's going nuts about this health bill with Trump and I can't talk about it because I just, I'm un, I'm uninformed on it. I have zero, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to understand something. All I know is there are people saying that him and his people are monsters for doing it. And then there's other people saying that it might be better and I don't fucking know about it. And I'm just trying to raise my kids and fucking run my life. Lloyd, I'm trying to wrap this thing up. Okay, buddy. What are you doing? Go chew on that thing over there. So, anyways, um, let's get the plugs, everybody, and uh, we'll go from here. Uh, what do we got? Levity Live, May 11th, guys, a week from yesterday. We are doing the benefit for my late brother-in-law, Kevin Lankto, rest his soul, to uh, help with this awful problem of heroin addiction, raising money. There'll be raffles. It's an amazing lineup. Sal Vicano from Impractical Jokers is going to be there. My buddy Dan Soder from Showtime's Billions is going to be there. Yours truly is going to be there. The very funny Kendra Cunningham is going to be there. Also, Joe Bartnick is in town. He's jumping on it. Also hosted by the very funny Greg Stone. It's going to be an amazing show at Levity Live. Um, we may get some guest poppins. Don't know. Either way, it's going to be phenomenal. Please check out Levity Live on uh, May 11th. Guys, I will be running my hour, the special that I'm going to be doing. I will be running it in Atlanta at the Atlanta Punchline, May 19th through the 21st. Amazing comedy club. I'm looking so forward to doing it. Um, I'm going to be taping the shows out there. I'm going to be smoking cigars out there. Please come out to the punchline. If you were there last time, you know how much fun we had. Joe Bartnick is going to be with me, and I'm more excited about this time than last time. So uh, that is going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Atlanta. Come out. It's a great, you, there's not a bad seat in the place, a couple hundred people, and it's amazing. So come out to those shows. I'm really excited about that. And on uh, May 31st, I believe that's a Wednesday. Let me double check. May 31st. So Atlanta's the 19th to the 21st. May 31st, 
which is a Wednesday. I will be at the Funny Bone one night only Wednesday at the Hartford Funny Bone. I always have a great time at the Hartford, Connecticut Funny Bone. So please come out there on a Wednesday night, hump day, break up your week with that. So May 11th, the very important benefit for my late brother-in-law, that is at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York, at the Palisades Mall. Amazing comedy club. You guys have heard me talk about it a million times. Atlanta, Punchline, May 19th through the 21st. Me, Joe Bartnick, I cannot wait to come out there, running the hour over there. And on Wednesday, May 31st, at the Hartford, Connecticut Funny Bone, I will be there. Please check out all those dates. It should be awesome, and uh, we should uh, have a great time on all of them. And I hope to see you at all of them, or some of you at some of them, because you're not going to travel from Atlanta to Hartford to New York. You know what the fuck I'm saying. So... There you have it, everybody. Thank you so much. If you guys want some extra content, you can go subscribe to Patreon for very little money, and uh, you can listen to the uh, this week's uh, podcast with uh, Rich uh, Voss and myself. Uh, so this has been episode, TVE episode 305. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and until next time, I am out of here. Thank you so much.